0: So we're, uh, we're we're back again. We're back in. How many episodes you recorded at Empower? A handful.
1: <laughs> we that how we, many how much we use? Yeah, probably two. Okay, that's uh, good. That's yeah, good. Uh, the ambassador may order one with Lisa. It will be really good. Yeah, I think it was really really good. So that's awesome. Uh, it would be nice to come out. Plus, you know had. Like Miss Bitcoin Universe and Ambassador Mayorga and yeah. Miss Bitcoin America with Lisa. Oh so, man,
0: that's like two two like super women. Yeah, man.
1: yeah, yeah like power women of Bitcoin. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and we got a Satoshi's female T-shirt. In yeah. This, yeah, there you go. celebrating <laughs> like, that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> this is like International Bitcoin yeah. w- Women of Bitcoin Day.
2: He's <laughs> like, exactly. yeah. should brought it out on uh, Wednesday, I guess. Uh, Thought <laughs> I'd take for this. Uh, yeah,
1: that would have been perfect. But yeah. But I didn't come co host with us, but.
0: So we've got the guys from Unmapped here with us, in town from Empower and from the UK. Glad to have you guys here. I'm so glad you reached out and you were like, hey, we're already going to be here. Can we just come by? I was like, yeah, let's do yeah. it, man. I love it. International.
2: A, we're an yeah. international
1: show now. International. <laughs> it's
0: great. Thanks for having us. And uh,
2: absolutely, this is our, our first podcast. So, yeah, hope to. Oh, this is your first one? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've kind of kept our heads down, just uh, working on finding opportunities and finding our story and narrative. Um, but yeah, I think you know it, it's, it's nice to talk and nice to explore ideas. So happy to be here. Okay. I love, love love what you guys put on. Uh, in fact, it was um, uh, the first conference we did um, when we fi- uh, signed our first deal um, last year after we, we closed our seed round. So yeah, this was straight in the deep end and uh, it was great to be in an energy environment around Bitcoin mining. So thank you for that. Absolutely, oh, it's back, it's absolutely. for that again. This mm-hmm. year,
0: I'm, I'll just say, I mean, this is my first time to comment where like, it's literally the day after Empower when we're recording now and I'm exhausted. My voice is like super deep, <laughs> i like barely slept, but no, the feedback has been super amazing. It's like a really, really like great community and uh, just super excited. I mean, I'll tell anybody, this stuff was like very accidental, like Empower last year was supposed to be a backyard barbecue, you know, a hundred of our closest friends from Energy, from Bitcoin mining, you know, we, we got linked up, you know, probably a year and a half ago. Griffin, Parker. Um, you know, it was just crazy. Just like, we just didn't know how much momentum there was kind of like right. behind the scenes. And then it turned into what it became. And then this year, the feedback on the new venue was great. We did it at 713. It was like, I guess the best people describe it was like, yeah, like last year it was very festival style grassroots, mm-hmm. right? We're all. We're all in the mud together, you know what I mean? And literally, then, quite, quite literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it and then, rained, and then the whole she, she was like, "Hey, well, like, well I grew up, went to college, and like now we're treating Bitcoin as like a profession, you know." And then, but <laughs> it's also like still like a really cool environment. So, uh, if you were at Empowering, listening, thank you for being there. Seriously, um, it was it was an amazing, amazing success. I can't wait to to come back and do it again next year. Uh, i'm already tired thinking about it Um, (laughs) but anyways so you guys are from the uk but you guys have uh your first site here in the us right yes that's right
2: yeah so i mean uh in the uk i guess because we're based there and um when we were looking at where where we want to um stop mining um so firstly our approach coming into this was uh Bitcoin mining is, you know, financial empowerment. You know, we know the the, the story in, in so many different ways. Very passionate about that. But the way we wanted to approach this was, okay, well, you know, um, you can see how the uh, ecosystem is working right now. We see a move towards um, more responsible energy um, uh, going hand in hand and quite synony- synonymous. And we had a brief conversation about this earlier, you know, we are stuck with an energy system that has, you know, it, it conducts itself in a certain way, has its own challenges, in some ways is clumsy. And I think Bitcoin mining um, serves as a really, really interesting catalyst to move that conversation and move a lot of the innovation a bit more quickly and we've got quite um, passionate about that. So I guess looking at the opportunities, yeah, that we we wanted to explore, you know, the US steamed, um like the obvious place, you know, the whole kind of China ban happened. So the attention was here, and I think there are some really interesting um, assets for us to look at and partners. Um, We started off needing, you know, um, partners and and resources to get going. And so, yeah, our our main focus of search was here. Um, I think in terms of, you know, jurisdiction um, uh, and and the risk associated with that as well, it, it ticked the box for us. Again, you know, it, it, it's it's impossible to mine in the UK. I mean, you know, energy prices mm. are, are ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was the focus. And then we found our first partner of a site, which is uh, on a stranded gas um, site, which in, in the whole kind of, if we talk clean end of the spectrum, we see how to better utilize methane as, as, a, as a very important um, use case for Bitcoin mining and service to energy. So yeah that's kind of like distilled down like how, how we ended up here and continue to look for, for sites partners over here but i think the difference we've noticed as well with um a lot of miners we've met here um not just at the conference but what, more widely is it's a lot a lot of lot of eggs in in just this this industry and i get it because there's so much energy and so much opportunity but you know, we are looking at opportunities outside so latin america the middle east um, maybe in Africa, I mean, we're quite open to it, to, you know, balancing the sort of country risk as well. And I think given this, maybe this is a segue into this conversation about, uh, you know, the proposal that was made yesterday about, mm. um, you know, tax or excise on Bitcoin mining activities through the energy consumption, which I find is, I mean, uh, let's see if that goes through, but it's daft. And so, you know, it is also kind of risky in this environment to have... Yes. You know, the whole, entire focus and sole focus just in the U.S.
1: Yeah, and that's right. It is, and even that shows. That's a really good point because you know we saw some of these things happen with like geo. Uh, sorry, it, and I am tired too. <laughs> Geopolitical <laughs> risk over the past few years. Um, You know, Compass had an issue with mining site in Russia. Uh There's been other ones, uh Kazakhstan, d- mm. different areas where. Miners have ended up being impacted because they made investment into areas of risk, like riskier countries. And with what they announced yesterday, like this effort um from the Biden administration, uh, that obviously would make the US one of those risky places because a 30%, It would kill the industry. It would kill the industry. It would one
0: hundred percent kill the industry. Um
1: and that is what I think the intent is. I don't I you know, I don't think we should, you know, play any games with it. It's a serious thing. Um And so, you know, we need to make sure we're vocal and getting out there kind of fighting against that. And I guess I'll give a plug here for Satoshi Action Fund, but, um, you know, that's why we have lobbying groups. And this is exactly the type of situation that I I know a lot of people in the Bitcoin community want to stay away from politics, which I hate politics, but it's it's almost like you can't ignore it Um, and you have to get in front of it and you can't sit back on the sidelines and just be like, ah, you know, I'm sticking my head in the sand because at the end of the day, this stuff is is the reality that we got to live with, and it's the law of the land. And you're going to have to end up finding a way. You got to combat it early on, because if you don't, you're going to be kind of stuck with what what is put down. And it's a scary situation, but it's also um, it's also something people need to think about from the standpoint of like the slippery slope kind of precedent this would be setting. Um, if we want the government coming in and dictating. Uh, based on whoever's administration is in power, the morality of energy use and what is acceptable and what is not, we are setting ourselves up for a very, very dangerous situation in the future. And I don't want to sound hyperbolic and ridiculous, but that's exactly what it is, in my opinion. So mm. we need to we need to be very serious about it and be vocal and and organized and make sure that we, you know. Put put together an effort to fight this and educate the public too. Well, like we
0: were talking about right before we were recording, is you know the administration is talking out both sides of its mouth, right? right? We have all these super Shocker. ambitious dreams, essentially that we want to get to a certain thing uh, around net zero, and what you guys are doing with any sort of like strain of gas. I mean, that's methane; it's going straight to the end the air. And they're essentially saying we want to kill you. Yeah. And it's right. like, do you do you want this or do you not? Yeah. I mean, you you can't have you can't have both. This is literally the best tool to be able to lower a significant amount of emissions here in the United States, and we're putting into something, like we're building out energy infrastructure. We're pushing, like Bitcoin mining is energy infrastructure, and there's just so much innovation that's happening because of the energy consumption. And then we, I talked about it on, on Alana's um, documentary at Dirty mm-hmm. Coin, she like asked me about some stuff on energy consumption, and I was like, proof of work yeah. energy consumption is the point, and you can't counterfeit it. Like if you want to have like the best currency in the world, that is cryptographic, you have to have that. Like the whole proof of stake work just, Mm-hmm. Does not fucking work. Right. You know? So we were just missing the point. So going back to what you said, it's it's education, you know, so it's you know, it's this, it's 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 uh the documentary, it's Satoshi action fun. And I love what Dennis we we had a dinner last night with um some kind of core group people that are, you know, helping support that and uh, Dennis kind of made some analogies to the marijuana industry of like it, things being decriminalized or even legalized in like a majority of the states, like seventy five percent of the states. Uh, there's at least bills if it's not already legalized there, it's going to be legalized soon. But federally, it's illegal. And so he wants to t- kind of take that same playbook and go to the states, and they're having a lot of success, just state by state, getting things uh, just pro Bitcoin mining legislation,
1: which is very good. But I I think this is more dangerous in that situation yeah. because. You know the federal government, while those laws are still in place, they're not enforcing them, and that has been even acknowledged by the Biden administration that they're not going to enforce a lot of the you know federal regulations against uh, marijuana possession at certain levels of it. But this is one that is a direct attack on Bitcoin, and yeah. but you're right. I mean that's that's why we need like groups like Satoshi Action Fund and some of the others uh, that are out there that are trying to fight that battle and. They do, they are doing a great job at the state level. Um, This shows the need for the federal level as well that we have to really uh, protect against this because I do think that the energy consumption is like the biggest issue in the world. Um, Whether or not, you know, regardless of what we think, what side we're on on it, it is probably the biggest issue that is discussed in the world. And there is a, there's, it doesn't seem to have much of a in-between ground, even though I think the reality is most of us live in the in-between ground. But the voices that are controlling the narratives are very far apart, and so you got one that is going to go after it, and you got one that is hopefully sitting there and organizing and helping to kind of fortify that position. But it's the people in the middle that we have to educate, because of the, those two sides ultimately, even though it doesn't feel like it all the time. They are dictated by the people in the middle, and we have to get them educated. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people in the industry understand
3: now how Bitcoin mining can be a tool. But right. Everyone outside it just sees us as parasitic, right? Mm-hmm. And we're very much of the view that we really can be this tool. And where you go and you provide the most value to the existing energy industry is also where you'll probably find the cheapest energy, and likely over the long term, where Bitcoin miners were, will persist. Mm-hmm. But if, as a country, you you say no, we don't want that Bitcoin mining. Then you're you're taking that tool out of your toolkit, and that tool will go and be used somewhere else. And miners will just filter down and do that elsewhere, like in Latin America right. or in, in uh, the Middle East. And so that it's just. Uh,
0: you saw that in China, everybody just packed up their shit and left. You yeah. know, it's and like, you're, you're right. They'll do the it's same true. thing here. Yeah. yeah,
1: they'll do it, and, and they're going to be the ones that profit from it. And that that's where I'm like, why yeah. are we shooting ourselves in the foot like this?
2: this I, I think so. I, I think. Oh God, there's so many so many ways to chop this up, but if so firstly, you've got this stigma um, that everyone has painted by the media that, you know, um, Bitcoin is consuming so much energy without understanding, okay, how we consume energy. Mm-hmm. We can't consume energy at the level or prices that everyone else is. So we're this kind of marginal buyer of energy and hence creating all these uh, you know, innovations like um, or services, let's mm-hmm. say load balancing that, you know, the energy industry desperately needs. If you look at net zero targets, again, we were talking briefly about this earlier who was, you know, um, addressing uh, leaking methane, you know, flared gas, like, you know, how, how about those goals to towards net zero? Bitcoin is, is you know, a very, very sort of realistic answer to a lot of that. So it's this, these proposals come at a time where even the policymakers are lacking the education. And I think that's, that's a shame. And um, well, if you look at this from a uh, 70,000 foot, foot down, okay, you know, I also don't think that um, having, you know, all this concentration of hash in the U.S. is healthy generally for for Bitcoin. Maybe it does need to get decentralized a little bit more. But the amount of um, experience that Bitcoin mining and and maturity that it can advance by being in the U.S. and having a stable environment to, you know, start to look at ways of, um, you know, complementing other industries, like, you know, we're at the starting point of uh, deciding what we do with our heat and seeing how that can be a service to other industries and creating a nice sustainable loop mm-hmm. there, um, you know, stabilizing grid, which are then uh, a bit, uh, you know able to take away and, and uh, apply that to other industries. So, if we get the opportunity to just actually sort of do the work and, and actually become part of the, um, the the fabric, I think that 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 would it would be a shame to cut that short by mm-hmm. you know narrow thinking right, right. now. I think so. Yeah, i think i think it's it's uh we need to take this seriously i think education is important lobbying yeah you can't divorce yourself from mm-hmm. politics i think it's necessary as much as we want
1: to like we have to yeah we,
0: we have, have to, to. we, 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 we do. don't have another option and it's and fud comes from just misunderstanding it's a lack of education and, and mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that people don't really particularly when you're you're wanting to propose certain things that have major major implications you don't just dig in a little bit, you know? Mm. You don't just, I don't know, take a week and read the Bitcoin standard. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. just just like the best know. advice I can give. Just, right just, just, right. just read it, you know? Yeah. And if you still don't like it, then all right, cool. That's that's your opinion. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's
1: I agree, but I'm. I wish I would have brought my tinfoil hat that was given to me oh, at the man. conference well, I'm gonna make some foil. I know we're gonna make yeah. some, some awesome ones, but I th- I think that this the FUD at the at a certain level is not just even uneducated. It's some of them have read the Bitcoin standard and they know the threat that it can be to the current existing financial system. And that's part of why they're going after this. And um Do you so think
0: I, I mean you yeah, gotta think about like, I mean, who Who's giving them money? You know, is it is right. it a lot of the banks? You know, who are most well, supervising? a lot CBDCs? of them are the
1: governments and banks that are the ones that are the Which, most vulnerable to.
0: As of today, the banks are not doing very well. The after hour. So, a quick side note: Silicon Valley Bank has actually paused right uh, transactions or withdrawals from there. Wow! And I literally just wired out. We we have Silicon Valley Bank, and we had transferred over to Bricks, and I. Our vendors didn't know that we switched banks and they had paid some of our stuff from Empower. And so i wired out a significant amount of money three days ago. Wow. Out of S V B. And then some of the founders that we know were just tweeting, Hey, thanks to S V B for locking up all of our cash. I can't pay anybody, can't spend any money. Yeah. Oof. They're down like ninety percent in like the last like two days. Are
1: you serious? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So because so what was it was was it Silver Lake that went bankrupt? Silver Gate. Yeah. Silvergate. 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 Okay. Yeah, and that's just had like this ripple effect. And so JP Morgan's <laughs> down, like everybody's down, like massive, massive amounts. So, this is
1: the world is crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like, I, I need my hat again. It's like this, think it can't can't. Get worse.
0: It's like, oh, it does.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's wild. Like, we, I, I don't, man, we, this is going to get to be the conspiracy theory, too. Because <laughs> I'm like, so, you know, I, there's so much weird, strange, just. <laughs> energy in the air to me and that i feel like there's just there's a lot coming down the line have you ever read uh the fourth turning and mm-hmm. you read it read it um because it an feels book. like this is very much described in that book and it's an older book i think it was written it's in the like along the lines of
0: like 1984 kind mm-hmm. of
1: but it's it's almost like predicting cycles of like yeah governments and civilizations and kind of how they work and they kind of recycle themselves every 80 years or so. we going through the past same our expiration date in the United we States. We are, we are, but this is also very much in line with kind of the 20s, 30s and 40s, um, you know, 1920s, 30s and 40s and kind of that cycle that we're coming into, a lot of social unrest and like financial problems and debt problems and things like that. And it's like, man, I think that this is happening but
2: again. I find it, I mean, you know, you said like, I'll ask someone just to take a, a bit of time and read the Bitcoin Standard, but I find right now we've almost been given a gift of a situation um, like through COVID, with the you know sheer amount of um, increase in supply of the dollar, inflation that we're being mm-hmm. ex- you know, experiencing right now, you know, not just in the U.S. across the board. It's the best time to actually have this conversation about you know the deflationary dynamics of Bitcoin, what it, how it differs, and how uh, you know a, a system this way that needs the work to happen you know um to validate you know the the value is is necessary mm-hmm. um so yeah i, I find those conversations why I, I have a lot of people like hey are you okay you know bitcoin like question mark and uh, you know it's it's a very very interesting and, and very empowering conversation to have with them um
1: i, I find so but it's slow w- what do you think on that because um and I know we need to get into talk about your company, actually. But <laughs> I'm enjoying this conversation. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people have kind of tried to kill that argument about Bitcoin being you know, protection against inflation. What are your thoughts? And I'm going tell you guys mine after yeah. I, I hear yours, but unless yours is like way better than mine, then I'll just say, oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: so, I mean, you can look at it from the markets and have those dynamics. And I think in the last few years, you've seen more um, uh, institutional money come in. And so when, you know, you have risk on or risk off situations, Bitcoin tends to flow with that mm-hmm. right now. But when you look at the actual architecting of it, I mean, again, just reading it and understanding it from logic, it, it goes the other way. So my bet is, um, you know, on this inflation conversation into the long term. So, yeah, if there's short-term blips, I mean, uh, blips rather, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it, it follows everything else, I don't really have an answer, or I yeah. can with with money flows. But ultimately, I would say even anyone that's looking at Bitcoin, you know, when they ask me, oh, are you worried about Bitcoin now? I'm like, get a framing for what Bitcoin is into the long term. Right. Yeah? Have that vision or hypothesis, because mm-hmm. uh, otherwise you'll... You just get swayed by what's happening. Yeah, you you know. blow
1: in the wind. Yeah, you know, just
2: you, just yeah. Get that right. If you get that right, you'll understand everything else, and you'll know how to play in you know the um, the volatility that we have constantly. So it's more well. difficult to answer the question. Like you know, okay, it's, it's breaking the mold um, in the short term. But I think the long term, it will play out just based uh, on its fundamentals. We also,
0: I think you had stepped out for a second, but we glossed over the fact that he's like classically trained as an economist. Oh, okay. So like, Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So your, your, your opinion carries a lot more weight, I think. Than
1: mine. Well, I have looked at it from the a shorter time frame even. I still would almost argue that It has acted that way, despite the you know drop from sixty nine thousand to you know seventeen, sixteen, whatever, got down to fifteen, whatever. Um, When we started printing dollars in March of twenty twenty, which look, and this is I'm gonna probably offend some people, but I don't really care at all. Um, Donald Trump has been just as responsible for the the amount of money that we've been printing over the past several years as Joe Biden. Um, in fact, I think he probably did more. But um, again, doesn't I don't care about the politics of it. It's a reality. In um, the point I'm bringing up is that it's it doesn't matter what administration is in there. Our government does this regardless, and so
0: well, historically, every government has historically right. right. Yeah.
1: So it's like we got two two sides of the same coin, in my opinion. And um, right now, uh, or in 2020, March of 2020, I don't know if you guys remember, Bitcoin was down around four thousand dollars. So. It is now, after all the money printing, and even despite the the drop we're at, three years later, we're at twenty thousand dollars Bitcoin. That is a protection against inflation. I don't know why it seems to not be treated that way now, all of a sudden, and people like point at the fact that it's dropped from sixty nine to twenty. I think the run to sixty nine was obviously a lot of the like frothiness that happens when people get excited and they see something run up like that. Mm -hmm. But like now, we're back to a price that is probably. Where the price should be around in a depressed, you know, bear market. Okay, that's where we're at. We see the cycles in oil and gas. This is it's a cyclical commodity-driven kind of price environment. That's what it does. And I think Bitcoin acts a lot like a commodity. I would. I mean, would you agree on that? With, especially from your economic yeah, uh, I mean, background, <laughs> it's way better than mine. I'm from Bumpkin, Missouri. So yeah, I mean, de- definitely. When uh, I mean
2: some something that I like. I mean, again it's got mixed um, buy-in but you know stock to flow whether you buy into the kind of valuation predictions i mean that's a separate Mm -hmm. argument but like when you look at how commodities behave uh cyclically and you apply stock to flow methodology to that and you look at all the sort of the history of metals precious metals i mean they've all sort of been able to be modeled quite easily and effectively through that and so I think Bitcoin does uh, f- fit that mold. I mean, you know, it's got a fixed supply, as we kind of assume with a lot of minerals in the in the in the earth, and the flow is what what is able to come come to market. So yeah, you know, it's it's you know you couldn't define it more, mm-hmm. <laughs> more perfectly as as a quantity. I think. Yeah,
1: that's pretty good for a redneck from Missouri. <laughs> I'll take it as a victory. All right, we need to talk about your company. Excellent. So, yes, um, you guys, yeah, give kind of the overview. I know you touched you got a project in yeah. the U.S., but, yeah, just kind of tell everybody who you guys are and, and what you're looking for and the kind of the goals of the company and all that. Okay, yeah, actually. And your backgrounds. Actually, yeah, I didn't know you were an economist, so, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I'll give
2: you a quick background as well, and, uh, and, and, and Mike, too, so... Uh, I actually, grew up in Kenya.
1: Um, so did you really? Yeah, yeah, I did. Dude, Marshall was talking about Kenya yesterday. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I saw that. He's a buddy of ours. Um, and I love listening to him. T- he's hilarious. First of all, he yeah. talks shit to me constantly, <laughs> but he he talks shit to me on stage like four or five times yesterday. So, <laughs> but uh, but he's awesome. and, and the yeah. way he described Kenya was just like it's. I gotta go. Like I gotta go. You got to. It. Yeah. And I'll,
2: if you know, he hasn't already invited you. I'll invite you as That's well. Awesome. Um, yeah, I know. It's, it's 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 brilliant to hear. Um, you know about uh, Gridless and some of the uh, projects that they were talking about um, was was great. I mean, you know, um, a developing uh, economy like that has so many more challenges of off grid um, uh, energy needs and uh, generally because you know most people just. Don't have um, uh, access to electricity and projects can't get green light out there. So it's very interesting to see how they're applying uh, Bitcoin mining out there. Uh, but more generally, I mean, you know, um, I guess I was lucky to have a front row seat at seeing the innovation of M which, you know, brought digital money and empowerment to so many people. So I, I actually think because of that, Bitcoin adoption um, and education can be, you know, a lot, a lot easier in an economy like that. So, anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, grew up in Kenya, um, came to the UK, um, studied there um, as an economist. But this fascination with uh, how people are—you know—not financially empowered and don't have access to bank accounts. You know, I mean, this was pre-mobile phones and you know, no access to sort of connection with with others. Um, I think the need for me for um, this world to have a universal money that serves everyone uh is is a is a is a big sort of you know cause it sits really well with me i think this 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 needs to happen um and so my observation of of uh the hard currencies as i saw it from you know growing up in kenya um that was always an aspiration to own a dollar or a pound as opposed to a depreciating currency and learning more about the fiat you know when you start looking into it all these holes appear so when i first came came across bitcoin um i was a i mean it, it just ticked so many boxes for me i was like this is obvious but okay how do we how do we get adoption of this and this was really really early um well early-ish for me uh 20, 2014 but i also saw the application from a um you know decentralized tech uh, perspective of we I mean, have voting systems that we really question. I mean, you question them here, <laughs> bloody hell! I mean, you know, in, in Kenya, it's it's just, it's it's way way worse. And and you have they just uh, erase it
1: and put it on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No trouble. Yeah. I mean, you
2: know. I mean, but uh, you know, then we have land registry, which just uh, you don't trust. And any so any transactional system, I I think there's so much application. Um, and Bitcoin is that foundational layer. It's that you know, legacy uh, one to, to to be the example. So, anyway,s that you know, that's the the backstory of kind of why I'm I'm really passionate and interested in this space. And I've been an entrepreneur um, um, in the past, um, and after exiting you know um, businesses that I had in retail and restaurants, I really wanted to um, spend my time on something I really believed in um, that would you know help serve the planet better. Um, and so then, you know, what is Unmapped? Unmapped then uh, merges um, helping to push the the Bitcoin um, uh, conversation and, you know, architecting that uh, forward by by being active in mining and helping enable that because it's still quite an nascent industry. There's so much more that needs to happen. Um, but we see um, clean and rene- renewable energy as sort of, you know, synonymous with that, We're equally passionate about how... The world needs to evolve around that um i think it's 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 definitely a slow process i mean we we operate a certain way we have certain needs um you know uh, as humans um but i think you know just again using logic which i think is so beautiful when you have a, a, an example of, of what bitcoin is to then look at energy you know when we're able to store energy effectively and you have an abundant source of free energy you know um, as a sun or wind um it's daft that you know those systems won't take play and you know. Again, the world is not just um, uh, in, in environments like America, which have very established energy mm-hmm. systems, but are most of the world that don't have access to energy or that are remote, and and so off-grid energy um, grids, I think, become very very important in the future. And those uh, yeah. are, you know, the renewable conversation now. How close they are, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so then we we did a seed round last year. Um, we uh you know have a bunch of uh investors including some lead lead VCs um and uh, we set out to you know start mining and where did we look um we looked at the US and uh we found a partner in a site in Colorado um which is a stranded gas site um uh, you know to to work a lot closer with that um gas operator because this is a pilot for them as well and if that works that'll start opening up
0: more sites how did you not to interrupt you hey. but how did you how did you know being in the UK you know particularly not even being from the oil and gas industry like how'd you guys discover this partner like what was that process like was it just very serendipitous like maybe you'd already known them or through connections or so, was it like i think uh, who's who's flaring gas <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm just i'm just curious because it's Pretty like much, a big I mean, disconnect like go. that i mean you know i, I think I'll let mike to talk to this because he he kind of heads um this development and the whole energy exploration for us but yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that I think I'm quite passionate about is is what you guys do, which is bringing people together in the industry. I think there's more needed, um, and you know, a sense of community and partners are what we seek, and that's what we've been very proactive to go um, sort of about. And so, yeah, I mean, Mike, maybe you want to talk about that that initial um, process of of trying to yeah. identify partners. Yeah, I mean.
1: Well, especially not coming from the oil and gas space. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Because I'm MBI oil and gas guys are like, how the do I find some yeah. stranded of gas? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, It'd
1: it, it be if I said, okay, yeah, I
2: really want to be a Bitcoin miner. And I came in thinking that, oh, I, you know, we'll just buy energy. Oh, God, that, that's a completely wrong assumption. I mean, you've, you've got
3: to be, you
2: know. Yeah. I I mean, I, I'd say in a few years, Tim, someone asked me, are you in Bitcoin mining or energy? I would should be struggling to answer that question. Yeah. I think they right. go hand in hand and you can not Yeah. Absolutely. So we've had
3: to really learn like and upskill ourselves mm. and yeah. Just a <laughs> <laughs> lot to lot to know. Yeah. No, I mean I think the learning mainly came from starting to do the modeling to be honest, the financial modeling. We we started off honestly, maybe thinking that we were gonna to go to one of the really big hosts in the game. Nothing wrong with them. But when you're trying to build a Bitcoin mining company, I don't think it's the best place to scale yourself. Um and um, we started looking at that and like looking at economics through the harving, looking at how hash rate was growing and thinking, what makes a defensible company? Like, where do we need to set ourselves up and at what sort of costs? And that led us to move away from those and just sort of start to move down the chain of how do we get our costs down and where should we be looking? Um, it's kind of, sort of what's built out of the ethos in the company of, okay, we need to find ideally where there's free energy or where there's energy that's being wasted and, that's where it's going to be the cheapest. And that's sort of what led us into that space. I mean, I think actually finding the site is serendipitous. I can't claim to <laughs> solve that formula. And if I did, I think I'd think i be selling that rather than, <laughs> rather than working for a dash. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're working on that constantly and trying to like figure out how can we be the most benefit to the energy system around us to help them make their projects more financially viable, but help us by getting cheap energy. That's sort of the aim. How big a project is it, uh, the Colorado one? Yeah. So the first site is just a two megawatt site. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so using that to to build out, show what we can do. And then um yeah, we've got a lot of
1: a lot of discussions ongoing at the moment for like mm-hmm. pilot pipe, pipeline. Yeah. Look, two megawatts, uh, people like <laughs> I get calls all the time from people like, I wanna I wanna get it into mining and we're wanting to build like a twelve megawatt mine, ten megawatt. I'm like, dude. That's a huge, huge endeavor. Like have you ever played 10 before? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Or have you ever seen a flare gas site? Uh, like or a, a well site? Yeah. And do you know how few well sites you can go build a 10 or 12 yeah. megawatt mine on? <laughs> I don't know hardly any of them. So there's not very many in the US. Like you guys have probably figured this out, but like um, you know, of all the gas that is being flared in the US, it's like ninety-eight percent is Intermittent flaring is non-routine flaring, right? Mm-hmm. Very little of it is actually routine flaring that you can build a two-megawatt mine on. Very little of it. And so um, that's a nice-sized project. It's a great project starting off. So I don't think there's anything to sneeze at about that. It's <laughs> That's a legit project. Yeah, no, I I think, I mean,
2: and and even for us, I mean, we realize also um, in some respects, you know, if we were building it ourselves, yeah, I think we'd probably need to sort of get half a megawatt live, then, you know, the full, Um, and there are one megawatt um, sort of containers that we used. We decided to also kind of go down the route of exploring um, immersion cooling as well to see, you know, okay, how how can we... um, get more, the, the most out of the, the capex that we're putting in um, and, you know, looking at energy efficiency as well. Um, you know, it, it's an area that we just wanted to get on top of, because if you are able to successfully do that, I think you can create some very interesting models. And then, you know, adding on to what Mike said, you know, coming into this, we're like, okay, how, how do we really secure ourselves in the long term? And, you know, if you have energy variability in cost, and you don't have, you know, security over it, and you're, Plugging into the grid like everyone else. I mean, we, we didn't really see that as as defensible, but also a story that we could really sell and tell. And you know, in order to scale, uh, we do need capital, and we need partners that you know understand what we're trying to do. But the the idea of also testing this is to see, okay, well, you know, there there's lots of talk of um, capturing the heat, and I think you can do a lot more mm-hmm. efficiently with immersion cooling. And then, what other use cases are there? Now, I don't think we'll have a use case really at this site uh, unless someone comes to us. Um, but you know, we've seen some case studies in in um, uh, Europe with a couple of partner companies that we're exploring something with on you know um, district heating applications, which I, we find very interesting. So, you know, that is also another direction that we we do want to explore. But I think you know, let, let's start with the nuts and bolts. Let's get you know walking first, and then we can start start running. But we are looking uh, for new sites we're looking for partners um and jvs and you know we are actually uh in the process of uh managing our roadmap and and sort of capital expenditure we've come across some really interesting opportunities which are a little bit larger than what uh, we would be able to say um uh take on right now mm. um you know what we're also trying to do is um this first site is is a co-location site where we're being hosted but um this is us uh starting to you know, want to um, skill ourselves up and and build our own uh, vertically integrated team that will be able to manage our own rigs, so we have even more control over right. that process. We want to own the energy as well, which is again this exploration we're having with this um, this gas company, and that's the ability for then um, for us to then look at larger sites where we can host uh, uh, the miners. Uh, and you know, um, we're, we're looking at this uh, with a very open mind. We're talking to. Um, other miners on taking capacity in certain sites that they have are only remin is you know, a, a, a high clean content. So if it's um, grid-based and it's, you know, um, you know, in the, in the middle of a region that has, you know, just uh, a small percentage of renewable mix that, that won't tick the box for us. Mm. So that's why we like, you know, projects like surrounded gas or, or hydro, um, you know, nuclear, I think is, is also super interesting. I think it's definitely something that, has, um, you know, negative wrap like gas, but I think it has huge merit if it's managed well mm. in the future.
1: Do you guys, when you pitch, are you pitching it? Like, what is your pitch? Or is it like, hey, we're providing, you know, a load for renewable services, we're mitigating flare, like how, it, do you come in pitching, we're Bitcoin miners and what we're doing, we're mining Bitcoin? So I I think if you do
2: that, they you, you then put in the not just your mining commodity, but
1: yeah. your, your they take their tenfold hat out and put it on you. Exactly. Right? yeah' you're,
3: you're
2: a commodity my, a mining proposition, that your commodity business, so like mm. you have to have an interesting story. And so I think what investors from what I'm observing want, want to see is they they want to see um, uh, stability and pipeline um, at the minimum. So I think you need to own the relationship. So they know that, okay, if I'm investing in this company, investing in capital uh, that that capital has a secure home and it has a secure source of energy so it will come almost like ticking how you'll be risking um the assessment of that business but what we're trying to do is you know i think there's a whole pool of capital um in climate vc which will start to look more favorably at this you know uh, on the the fringes of enabling you know um uh, renewable um projects or um methane capture um and so i you know crusoe have done very well with that um and uh we've i floated the i the the idea or the direction with you know a couple of investors around you know okay utilizing the heat and creating these like closed sustainable uh, sort of loops and i mean that they love that you know so it's just a matter of okay how do we make this work so it's it's um you know it's it's a Sort of profitable situation, uh, but you know it's a value proposition that we're we're proposing partners, and then you know at the end it's it's something that we can we can sell. Um, yeah, I mean I I think we're it's definitely the back of our mind. I mean you know we're not just plugging in at all costs. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mike said, you know our first approach was to look at the financials, and there are miners that. Are offering sites at six or seven cents i, I just I, I don't know i struggle with that a bit. i don't <laughs> I know do how, it i don't know how you know, to <laughs> make the economics work and then, i don't either I, don't get then it. I, I see on the retail side you know um retail miners being you know um pitched like eight cents to 12 cents and mm-hmm. you know taking
1: contract i, I just uh, i mean i think honestly some of them are just wanting to stack non-kyc bitcoin yeah like, I just do, and because there's no other explanation to me of why you could do that. You, you can't do it profitably at that, especially at the retail level. You right get now.
2: to, um, you know, a year down the line at the halving.
1: And right. All, oh, my gosh. I mean, oh, i toast <laughs> again. It's <That's laughs> terrifying. <laughs> like, right now, I, I mean, we are going to be sub three cents or close to sub three cents uh, having yeah. if it would happen today, you know?
0: What's the, what's the motivation for having non-KYC Bitcoin?
1: Just... You have Bitcoin that's accumulated that is not, um, you didn't buy it off an exchange. So it's kind of like you, you're accumulating your own money that you can then do what you want with. Um, now I would, you still have tax obligations, you know, whatever that's the individual's deal, but that is, you still have those obligations, but, uh, it's just like, I mean,
0: I, it's actually, like going to Taco Champagne Cash. Right,
1: right, right. You, yeah, they they have an obligation to report their income, right? But um, but yeah, so that's that's some people do want that. Like that's the reason why some people would, would could I guess swallow the fact that right now you're losing money on that, but they think in the future the value proposition of having that Bitcoin is going to be worth that loss right now to have that amount of non KYC Bitcoin in the future would be my that's yeah, cool. I think you're probably right. Can they not do that through like a hash rate contract or something? Why why tie you t- t- yourself up in a free yeah, complicated So uh, <laughs> that you're probably you're right, but like when I think about the everyday person, you know what I mean? That's like the same thing when I've, I've heard people be like, well, you know, why do people need Bitcoin in Africa? They could just go exchange their currency for dollars. So it's like get out of here, dude. They they don't know how to do that. It's yeah. a lot easier to just go mm-hmm. I'll go get a miner and I'll I'll mine some Bitcoin and I'll get Bitcoin. Um you know, we we do tend to like us that are educated. We sometimes will look like this stuff seems like common sense, normal. Yeah, I mean, I give like, I give you the example of Kenya.
2: So, like, you know, if if you, if you, they were exchange controls, so if you wanted to own a dollar, you had to go through a black market, mm-hmm. and you know, this is the case in in many economies. And, you know, you don't get the dollar rate. You get, you know, a black market valuation, which right. is a premium. So effectively what you're saying is no different to that. You're mm. saying, okay, well, um, I want to lock money away and I'm happy to pay the premium on top of, like, so I'll pay 12 cents and so my Bitcoin is not at, you know, whatever you're mining it at, you know, seventeen, mm. eighteen thousand. 18,000. Maybe it's at 25,000. I'm comfortable with that. That's my tax I'm paying to own this and it's secure away right. from prying eyes. Right. Yeah, I mean... Uh,
1: it, if that's the reality, uh, uh, that 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 is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a business though, you can't really operate that way. And no. that's where I'm like, how are these guys doing this? Really. I, I, I don't see it, but. Yeah. I think, I think it just, the answer
0: there is a lot of just like really, really deep pockets. Right. A lot of foreign right. money.
1: Right. Yeah. That, uh, true. I mean, I think some of them just, you know, like, whether they're owned by, um, you know, some type of investors that just theoretically want the same type yeah. of thing. Like we'll keep, Making Bitcoin mm. um at a loss right now, but it's it's tough, like some of these big miners um obviously we've seen tons of them go down, but um I think it, the longer this goes on, obviously, and we get closer to having if there's not some serious price appreciation yeah gonna it's gonna be a bloodbath when the having occurs. Mm-hmm.
2: Just just on KYC, I'm I'm curious about this because you know being a UK company, I mean the the K- red tape and KYC hurdles mm-hmm. we have to cross are immense. I mean even onboarding investors, and I mean this is our view moving forward. Like if we were to start hosting, um, you know, I mean, uh, probably institution, but if, I mean, if we went down the spectrum of, of retail, anyone really, there would be an element. I mean, there would be a, a serious element of KYC that we would implement as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that necessarily being done done here? Because I, I, I mean, I my mind here. Personally, I mean, prior to starting um, unmapped, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't face a single question.
1: Yeah. Um, so when I I started, I had a mining company um, a couple years ago. Well, I guess three years ago that we started, and um, we did have a KYC process through, I guess through your pool. You know, because hmm. our pool, we supply some information. Because I always wanted to figure out, like, how is this going to be looked at? And, wh- like, what areas do you um, – how how's your audit going to work, I guess? Like, how's the audit going to work? And how is how are we going to report things and whatnot? And the pool level is where we had the KYC. And then with the banks as well, like we had Wells Fargo. We had KYC with, the, with Wells Fargo. And so we had to report our income, which we did. Um, and – I looked at it that way. I'm like, well, there is a KYC process in place there. The reality though, and I'm sure there are mining groups out there that don't abide by that. You can do your own pool. You know what I mean? Like there's ways you could probably get around that. I'm not endorsing those. I'm not saying I'm trying to get outside of the system or anything like that. Um, especially at the like business level, but the the KYC process is a lot looser here, I would say, than mm. probably you know the UK or or some of the European countries. But I mean, it's not a robust one, I don't think. But but there is a process through your pool, assuming you like we use Foundry, mm. like we KYC with them, and you know there's yep. there's kind of that process. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, from a kind of. <laughs> regulatory institutional level. I think that's part of what's going to come down the the line and there's going to be a much more robust KYC process hmm. whether we like it or not. Yeah. I think that's that's probably one of the trade-offs we're going to have to start making when we're fighting battles like the one we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier with you know the tax conversation. Like it's it's going to continue to be a bigger kind of area or subject that is on everybody's radar. So I think there's going to be some regulation that comes to the industry which is not and I might rub some people the wrong way, it's not necessarily a bad thing um, for Bitcoin adoption. I think it might actually in the long run be better for it because as long as it's reasonable, rational regulation and 30% excise tax off the bat is not that. <laughs> that's a that's a deal killer. And so, um, yeah, I think that regulation is coming. We need to get out in front of it. KYC process is probably going to get more robust. We're running institutional level mining operations. Like, hmm. that's going to, if you want to be a big boy business, you're going to have to buy, buy some of the big boy rules. And I think it's just inevitable that that is going to come. Yeah. And, I'm as
0: libertarian as it comes, but I yeah, a, a certain amount yeah. of regulation is, is kind of a good thing. And you can't make the assumption, while well, I think 99% of this community is great people great. Uh, and very wholesome. There there's a, there are a few bad apples um, you know, that kind of ruin it for all of us. Uh, you've seen something in the world yes gas space, mm-hmm. particularly people who are going out there as what I would call it and of call promoters, right? It's like, hey, we're gonna do this and we're gonna chop this up into some sort of fund and mm. we're essentially devaluing your stake. We're chopping in some, you know, some carry and some equity for ourselves. Sure. We're promoting this thing and like you're gonna have some shit that's just gonna go south. And it's gonna ruin it's gonna ruin for a lot of the people that were investing with them and participating yep. with them and shit like that so you need you need a, a a nice little banner regulation that there's 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 a little bit of give and take nothing nothing too crazy nothing like what we're seeing on the on the taxation no. side
1: but yeah that that that's a that's not even a conversation starter that's like that's a slap in the face it's ridiculous it's like yeah. man come on stop this is like one of the like <laughs> somebody who's extreme it just i don't know i've known when I coached, I had kids like that sometimes. Or when I was teaching, it would be like, "Come on, man." Like parents coming and saying stuff. You're like, get, "Get out. This is not even a conversation. We can't have this discussion. Like not not if that's your starting point." So, um, but yeah, I, I think with the regulation as long as it's reasonable, you're going to see more institutional level capital come into the, mm-hmm. to the industry. And that cuz I think that's what a lot of them are waiting on mm-hmm. is wanting to see what's going to happen with the tax situation. Is this You know, why am I getting taxed on Bitcoin production that I haven't monetized in the dollar system yet? And it's, yeah, it's just like gold. When I get my gold, I'm not getting taxed on what I've mined until I monetize it. So, why are we doing that? If I don't sell my oil, what are you taxing me on? I haven't, I haven't sold it for anything yet. And so, what was um, it? It
0: was an old saying, back in the. Back when we we fought you guys in the war. Um <laughs> yeah. we won? Uh you did <laughs> uh, taxation without representation. Right, and right. if you think about like the tax that we were fighting against, like with the Tea Party, was three percent.
1: You know, like <laughs> know. and it's
0: like it's so crazy now just the amount yeah. of taxes that we pay on like so many different things. But
1: you know, it actually got up I wanna say at one point it was like fifty some percent. We had, we just crazy high tax like later on. Not that yeah. long ago, really, I think fifties or something like that. And, it's like, man, stuff we, getting, it starts getting silly when it gets to that, right? Right? Things. It's like, this is insane. Obviously, it's came back down, but uh, but yeah, I mean, w- when we get that stuff kind of worked out, um, I think institutional dollars will come in, assuming we yeah. don't have this crazy ass kind of tax stuff going on. I mean, you're
3: was, right. The number of people that got burnt in this last like mm-hmm. 12 months oh. that had big pots of money that. I just don't think they're gonna return until that regulation. The F T X thing had right.
0: major, major ripple effects because anybody who was kind of on the verge or just starting to kind of like play in kind of just the crypto space altogether was just like now all of it's a scam, yeah. all of yeah. it's a fraud, you know, Bitcoin kinda of just gets lumped into that category. Yeah. I hate actually when Bitcoin is is conflated with, with crypto. I think it's two totally different conversations. You know, I, I do try too. to I try to for somebody who's new, I try to make that that explanation is one of my first points, you know, there's right. no CEO, there is no board, there's, there's no team. N- there's no, no underlying business. This
1: whole thing about the securities that, you know, all and securities and is Bitcoin that too. And I had somebody ask me that at that dinner last night and I, I don't think at all, I, there's no underlying business. I don't know what you would be selling a security in, in Bitcoin. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I do understand that argument in regards to all coins, but you're selling a coin for your platform. That is like a security. I get that. I understand how that can be tied to it's it. literally the definition it's, of security. Right. Right. So it's like, uh, okay, just I don't get it. Why that's even a, a, an argument, you know, but, um, with Bitcoin, it's like, you know, if they're trying to drag that the conversation, which it sounds like they have, but yeah. it's like th- this, that's not going to fly.
2: And, 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 I mean, it sounds like in the last few days as well, like the the, the spotlight on Ethereum having I mean, moved to proof of stake is that right. it, it's the, you know they can't definitively say that it's not a security now, like if right. it's, uh versus if they'd stuck to proof of work, which is where. No, I'd I'd agree with you. I think you know Bitcoin is, is yeah, it's it's a, it's it's
1: a unique entity. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's. Um... I don't know. I I was I really Alana I visited with her yesterday. Interviewed with her too, and, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that documentary because I think she's getting a lot of good people in there to really help educate um, folks on the difference of Bitcoin versus everything else and what it actually is. I'm I'm really excited. I'm about super that
0: excited. I was honored that she yeah. wanted to include us, and so it was it was great getting having her on the podcast and mm-hmm. and visiting with her at Empower and just we spent a lot of time just talking it's like we couldn't talk about anything other than bitcoin right, you know, we, right yeah. every, every conversation kind of came back to it and i loved it because she's out here like i said just spreading the gospel of lord satoshi you know and it's like <laughs> but that's but that's how you fight you know that's how you fight misinformation is you know right. through education you've got to do it in in mediums where where, where the masses are hanging out you know mm-hmm. so in, in film and in, in podcast and, mm. and blogs and social media and all that you know and it's it's not just it's not just you know up to a few people it's up to all of us we all have that power
2: can I say one more thing? Like you mentioned um, Satoshi and, okay, call him Lord, but like the beauty <laughs> of of Bitcoin as well is that there's no, um, you know, like promoters taking center stage as well. It's, it's, it's I mean, you know, I have so much all for him, um, him or her, like clearly, mm-hmm. you know, like not making it about an individual or yes. you know, a handful of individuals that it can then be this, you know, what Bitcoin has become and, you know, hopefully will continue to be it's yeah, so important especially I- with
3: the issue of having a one individual at the top across crypto mm-hmm. that is just like you know uh, look at like uh, SBF or Doquan or mm-hmm. uh, like this is so many it's amazing actually how many like villains there are in the crypto space it's it phenomenal is, it is but, but it's funny, funny because have one.
1: they're all trying like they all are saw Bitcoin and it's like ooh I could do something like that mm-hmm. and it's almost like if you're doing that you're going to give me a red flag. you know what I mean? If you're promoting your platform and you're this and you're that, I'm a, I automatically is a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. And I agree 100% with what you said because how many other industries can you get up and like we talk in front of people obviously and do stuff like that. But I'm talking about Bitcoin. I don't I own some Bitcoin, but I don't own Bitcoin, you know what I mean, and so I can go out there and promote all I want, but it's not—it's not doing anything for me specifically, mm. and that is a huge difference. And there's not hardly any industries anywhere where that is the case. I, I and this is—I'm getting excited because yeah. I talked about this with long too—is that I need my tinfoil hat. <laughs> I, I seriously think, and, and when I got into yeah. the mining side of things, I don't know what it was but I just felt like a weird calling you know and like I was supposed to do it and I was just kind of like you know what I, I I, we should talk off camera I can't say all of it but I had had an experience and I was like I just have to do it and I was like I'm gonna I'm going to do it and I just pulled the trigger and did it and didn't know what was going to happen. It's all worked out great. And it's it doesn't mean there's not bumps and bruises along the way. But it's like, I feel like that's happening with a lot of people right now. And uh, and I noticed in the space, um, a lot of people who are in it now, they'll have a similar story mm-hmm. of like, I don't know what it was. I just felt like I had to because I think people do deep in your gut, you recognize the difference in Bitcoin and what it can actually do. And I'm not trying to like, I'm not worshiping it, but it's like, it's a powerful, powerful thing. You don't get things like this that come across, you know, during your life all the time. There's, there's like moments that happen where you can see it and you can ignore it or you can see it and you can like recognize it for what it is and then go for it. And this is one of those where I'm like, I can feel a lot of people are starting to see it. Now I know we could be in a vacuum because we all talk to each other a lot. But even getting outside, when you start talking to people, because they they feel it too. Even if they're not in Bitcoin, they see what governments are doing around the world and the grabbing of mm-hmm. of rights and kind of kind of taking things away from people and getting more intrusive from a government level and trying to monitor what what are you doing, what's your carbon footprint, what's yours, and what are you watching? And what you know, a lot of this overreach that is happening, they feel things mm-hmm. getting taken away from them. And Bitcoin is one of the things, the most powerful things, because it's giving you that freedom and power over your money, your ability, you're take, you're almost getting out of their system a little bit. Now you still can participate in, but you're saying, I'm going to take this away from you and not not give you all the financial power over what happens with my money and what I do. And people in like Africa, Turkey, Argentina, place like that,
0: even Canada, when we even saw, Canada with the truckers, mm-hmm. right, right. right.
1: <laughs> But these places too, where there's like the governments have taken, you know, economic risks or made financial decisions or even just corruption from, you know, uh, currency uh, manipulation, things like that. They are able to protect themselves from, you know, they can go get paid in the morning and they can go buy Bitcoin immediately because if they don't, by the time they get home and they've got to cook dinner, their money's worth less and Bitcoin prevents that and Yes, it's volatile, but it doesn't even hold a candle to the volatility in some of these places just from inflation. <laughs> and so the power that it gives to people around the world is indisputable in my mind. And I think people are feeling that, man. And so, yeah. Power good. to the people.
0: I think yeah. everything you just said, I think, is the primary reason. And we can very much just be in our own little echo chamber. But it, you know, we're all entrepreneurs. We're all builders in this space. We're all capitalists. When nobody's going around saying, Hey, I'm gonna be making, you know, a fucking billions of dollars doing this. It's always like, Hey, we're all building to like the kind of the like greater good and right. then like yes, people will build substantial things in this space. Yeah. You know, so I think that is actually really like refreshing and like yeah. actually like really cool because we're all aligned in like this one mission. And that's a once again like tenfold hat thing. Like that's not like this is like a, a religion or a cult or something. Because I think you gotta kind of come across that way sometimes. I know. <laughs> but, right. I know. I'll read
1: stuff sometimes. And I'm like, oh man, that sounds crazy. Like, if I remove Bitcoin and put like, you know, people living on the moon or whatever, and it's like, oh crap, I'm gonna end up in a closet somewhere, like wearing some weird robe. I don't know. But what's again
2: great about this, if it is a belief system, which it could be, you know, because like a universal way of thinking it doesn't have like a central figure as well, which I like. That's, yeah. It's just, it's a quarter things, But yeah, no, I, I, I I can't agree more with uh, what you've just said. Um, I always find this uh, interesting when I get people saying, oh, should I buy Bitcoin? Do you understand it? And, you know, this goes to anything really. Like, why are you trading Apple? Like, if you want to buy it or buy the story, like, understand it. Like, you know, and I mean, yeah, okay, then you can try and time it in the short term, but probably don't do that uh tesla the same thing but like yeah when it comes to bitcoin um and they go and, and understand what it is it's just they has got a better toolkit to make that decision i never never want to ever tell someone i won't even tell them yeah buy it long term you know no just i'm the same you know, way dude, i don't i don't tell anybody like I'm
0: telling i don't tell anybody like to go I, and buy bitcoin i want to it's just like, like, like go and yeah go and understand it. my
2: family as well like you know they're like oh you know in, in a way kind of concerned about some of the risks um like you know, should I buy any? And I'm like, I think you should read this book, and simple as that. Because I think Dude, that I love that. Yeah. I haven't
1: thought of that for whatever it's reason. Because so I'm always like, yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That is, I'm going to start doing that. I'm like, really you
0: Here's why, but you make your own decisions. Yeah, I mean, your own yeah, own I decisions.
1: understand. It's so clear.
2: Like you know, um, and yeah, it's it's empowering others mm-hmm. with education that they can, and and that's a I think a responsibility we have. Like we've got to a level, but. You know, it was said a few times at, at the conference as well. We're scratching the surface. We've got such a long way to go. How will this ecosystem change? How will mining change? You know, how will transaction fees come in play? Like, it, there's so many questions mm-hmm. we have. But education is uh, and the understanding. You know, be it politicians who just making decisions based on lack of it, or you know, most people have a view based on on this. Just find your own uh, opinion based on understanding the fundamentals
1: dude i love it that was great that was it's a great superhero. soundbite. that's going to make yeah. the internet for sure yeah we we'll <laughs> need to definitely clip that one yeah, yeah. Uh, well i
0: hate to cut i know we usually go a lot longer but i hate to cut it short we gotta bounce across town but guys this has been awesome it's been a this has been this yes. has been great thank yeah. you guys for coming in. To, i was I mean, like two years like... in a row thanks, thanks for coming in i'm i hate that i didn't get to meet you guys uh last year but i'm so glad we got to catch up this year thank you for reaching out thank you right. for being awesome. part of this community I yeah, to how, how, how do people find you? You guys are on uh, on Twitter, LinkedIn. What's the website? All that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's unmap. Um, We're on
2: Twitter, um, LinkedIn. Yeah, dash Radia, uh, Mike Walker. Um, yeah, connect with us. I mean, connect with us for conversations in the US, outside the US, just generally. I mean, I think like we really value what you guys have done as well by bringing communities together, and I guess we really like that. Like we like having conversations with anyone. Uh, I think that's. The beauty about the Bitcoin um, uh, ecosystem is, yeah, magic happens when we talk. Absolutely, yeah. I always <laughs> love talking to
1: international folks, man. I'm always like, you guys, you bring another kind of it's new perspective. D- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate you guys coming. No, thank it you, great, man. Yeah. Yeah, love talking to you guys. Yeah, yeah take
0: two seconds, leave us a rating review, share with all your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode.